Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Welcome back to the early line. Live right in the Tuesday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side with you. And what we like to do here on a good old Tuesday is transition to the week four early lines. Because this is always good. You get to see where these numbers are set up. And then when we always get to break them down on a Friday, see how things have moved. I typically like to talk about the teams that are coming off of the Monday night action. And one game that has absolutely had line movement because of the Monday night result involves the Philadelphia Eagles. They are now getting a touchdown and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs, Donnie, and it's not all that surprising. No, it's not. You know, the FanDuel Sportsbook opens up at six and a half before the game last night, and is it any surprise that it's now seven and a half here as a favorite towards the Kansas City Chiefs? It's, you know, after what the Eagles' performance was last night, but it begs the old question here. Are they doing it again to us there in the risk room? Meaning, we like to look at the Kansas City Chiefs. We as the public like to say, how can we bet the Chiefs? Boy, they should run over the Philadelphia Eagles. But for the last year, it seems like the Kansas City Chiefs should have run over a lot of football teams. And not only their M.O. is to not win football games this year under 500, but not to cover lines. You're now offering over one full touchdown here at home for the Philadelphia Eagles. Do I want to jump in? But hey, you know what? The Eagles look like a live dog in this situation. Not after last night. Not after the injuries that the Eagles sustained on the offensive line and how they look particularly on the road. But we have to remember here, Kevin, taking a look at these two football teams, the Chiefs don't cover. They just don't cover. Can you trust them with a seven and a half number? This is where this game gets so fascinating because the Chiefs are now off of two losses in a row. And they're the kind of team, when they get on a streak, a losing streak, People will want to bet them, right? We talked about that with the Buffalo Bills after their week one loss. And I thought that was a good example. The thing about the Chiefs laying that six and a half number, which was there before Monday Night Football, is I think that's a number people lay, and they lay it willingly. Come on now. Did you watch the Eagles? They're terrible. The Chiefs are going to kill this team. I think seven and a half will get people to think about it now. And this, to me, though, Donnie, is one of those games where whoever gets it wrong is going to feel real silly. If you lay this number with the Chiefs, you're like, I can't believe I tried to bet this team to cover again. And if you take the points with the Eagles and they get blown off of the field, it's going to be the biggest, of course they did. You had to see it coming a mile away. It's a difficult, difficult number there. It's a good one at seven and a half. You're right. And also, let's take a look at the total in this football game, Kevin. 54 and a half. Now, you know me. I like to be a weatherman. I like to say, hey, let's get that forecast five, six days right. out. Next Sunday here in Philadelphia, looks like there are going to be some rainy conditions possible. So if that puts maybe a damper on the track meet, that might ensue. But this comes down to one thing, Kevin. It's not about the Chiefs to me. It's not about Andy Reid coming back to Philadelphia, Patrick Mahomes putting up points. It's the Eagles offense. If they show up the exact same way against an inferior defense and they play at home the same way, that's going to be embarrassing. Because let's keep in mind, this is back-to-back weeks. The Philadelphia Eagles offense did not perform, Kevin. Also want to talk about the Cowboys and their game against the Carolina Panthers because the Dallas Cowboys are four-and-a-half-point favorites. This is another fascinating spot because we're trying to figure out how much 
Does the mini buy matter this season? Radio audience coming into the fold. Appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you going over some week four early lines. And Donnie, the Panthers coming off of that mini buy, but they have a tough task, obviously, going to a Cowboys team. But this is now you take a Thursday night team and a Monday night team. It's a legitimate rest advantage there for the Panthers. Yeah, but starting cornerback down, J.C. Horn, your top draft pick, and then you have Christian McCaffrey that's not going to play in this football game either. This would have had an interesting buildup here had Christian McCaffrey been healthy and going on the road. Dallas Cowboys here open up as a four-and-a-half-point favorite at the FanDuel Sportsbook, now certainly sitting at the same price at four-and-a-half. Now, I do think it's interesting that that number is 50-and-a-half. The Carolina Panthers yeah. defense, and we'll see how they, you know, if they can make that cornerback trade work and sort of fit some pieces in. That defense is much better than the Philadelphia Eagles defense overall. It shouldn't be Dallas walking up and down the field. But my question is, how good is that Carolina offense actually here, Kevin? And should this number be mm-hmm. in the 50s? Early in the week with the opening number, do I want to mess with the Cowboys here at home? No, they look really good on offense. But I got to tell you. You know, me being particularly an over guy, we do the pick six contest here on Friday to try to pick six games mm. out. One of those is a mandatory under, maybe looking under 50 and a half in this one to start the week. And, I, I, you know, it's funny, but again, the the unders have been an absolute moneymaker in the pick six. If we're being honest, just to quickly, the pick yeah. six has just been a tremendous situation there. There were some yes. backdoor conversations about some other events that could have played out. Now, those would have been tremendous for the people had they been given those, but the pick mm-hmm. six has worked out wonderfully, and I'm very, very pleased with the early returns through three weeks. But to Donnie's point about this Panthers-Cowboys game and the total specifically, Carolina is one of very few teams that have had their opponent go under their team total three for three. Dallas's team total right now, is 27 and a half and yes the Panthers have benefited from playing both the Jets and the Texans and they also had the Saints off of what felt like a pretty obvious letdown spot because of their huge performance that they put forward against the Green Bay Packers but if that Panthers defense is for real and could keep Dallas just a little bit in check the opposing quarterback, Sam Darnold, I still do have some question marks over, so that under could make a lot of sense there. A lot more games we want to talk about here, including Brady returning to New England. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back right here on the early line, going through some early lines. And Sunday night football delivered last week in a big way. Packers, Niners, a delightful football game that saw Aaron Rodgers create some magic and deliver a moment. Sunday night football, no matter the quality of the game, is going to deliver a moment because Donnie Tom Brady returns to New England. And 
you can't really overstate this. I know people have, you know, grown tired of Brady as the years have gone on. And I know that more people than not are not necessarily the biggest, you know, Pat's dynasty fans. But this is the greatest quarterback of all time where he made his mark coming back home as the defending Super Bowl champion uh, on the opposing field from Bill Belichick. He is a six and a half, he being Tom Brady, a six and a half point favorite, Donnie, a total of 48 and a half as Brady returns to Foxborough. Is anybody rushing to the starting gate here to say, I have to take the New England Patriots here on Sunday Night Football with the six and a half? I can find very few of those guys. So whoever's going to fo- formulate a game plan, Kevin, this week for trying to come over the top and take the Patriots, good luck to you here. Because the one thing you also have to look at is, hey, Donnie, did you see Sunday? They got killed, meaning the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by the Los Angeles Rams. A little bit different formula that the Rams are using on offense compared to what you're going to get out of the offense this weekend for the New England Patriots. But the one thing that is going to help the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into this game, Antonio Brown's probably going to be back off the COVID list we anticipate this week as they head up to New England. So those three dominant wide receivers back intact, good offensive line, Tom Brady wanting to prove a point, decent weather conditions from the looks of it here for the New England Patriots to play at home. But when you try to break this game down, what makes the most sense? Is Brady looking forward to go back to New England, regardless of what he's telling you? Absolutely. This is a big-time moment for him. But I also want to say, is this one of those where Brady wants to go back to New England and salt the clock away to win 17-6, to 24-17 to in a hard-fought victory where he doesn't want to embarrass his old franchise? Absolutely not. I can think of one thing that Brady would love to do, drop 50 on New England and blow them out of yeah. the building. That is exactly what I'm anticipating here. Not to say that, hey, they're going to get 50 points. That's a slight exaggeration for what I think they are going to get. But when we're looking from a gaming aspect of it, of the intricacies of both of these teams, Tom Brady wants Mm -hmm. to lay it on. And also, let's keep in mind, does Bill Belichick know really what Brady wants to do in this game? Probably so, but it's a different offense that Brady's running. You know what Tom Brady knows about Bill Belichick? The exact defensive scheme that he likes to run and where it's coming from. Tom Brady has the answers to the test here. This will be fun to watch. But as I said again, I don't see too many people running to the starting blocks here to say, I got to get down on the Patriots. I love the way you put it. Brady has the answers to the test. And at the end of the day, maybe Bill feels like he has the answers, but he doesn't have the pencil to fill in the answers. You know what I mean? Just the weaponry is far too different for these teams. The Pats do have a good defense. They do. The Bucs have one of the best offenses in this league, and bringing Antonio Brown back into the fold will matter. I already mentally love Antonio Brown anytime touchdown score in this football game there. And I also look at this total of 48.5. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 3-0 to the over, and they've also allowed their opponents to get over their team total in all three games. The Bucs are an over team. I know that when we saw them in the Super Bowl, the story was the defense. But that's not the story this year for this football team. And I think Donnie is right. Yes, in soccer, again, right? When you know a, team, a player goes to their old club and they score a goal, they kind of do the, the hands up and they, they show their respect. And Brady will be respectful. But Brady is also going to want to go out there and put up a dominant dominant performance in this football game oh and by the way Donnie he's also going to break the all-time passing record in the middle of this game (laughs) do you think that they're going to do a little like pause put it on the big board and celebrate their their guy in that moment even though he's on the road yeah, is it going to be like the, the great announcement where Drew Brees broke a record and they basically wrote down in marker on a small sheet of paper that said like the amount of touchdowns he had and he got to wave it around, which was hilarious to me. But yes, I do think they will stop the game and recognize it here. But I would love if it's something as simple as that where somebody with a marker board just wrote down the passing yards yeah. and told him to hold it up at midfield here during the game. It's in, it, Could it have scripted any better? Is it scripted any better here? Tom Brady comes home and breaks a massive record here in New England. It would be fascinating to watch but I do think there will be some acknowledgement of it I I really do let me just okay that whole Drew Brees thing if you remember the touchdown that he threw the guy was wide open and to the point where I was like wait a minute did they just let him break the record in this game like remember 
Remember when Brett Favre everything was went down and gave kind of Strahan the sack record? Oh, I was like, did they? Because yes. then like they stopped the game for like 20 minutes. It felt like, and it was like, what is even? Is this real anymore? Am I watching a movie? It was a preposterous scene. A great record for Breeze. I'm not saying it wasn't, but the whole thing yeah. just was like out of a completely different reality than the actual game that was taking place. A couple more early lines I want to talk about here because we have the NFC West showdown. This is just tremendous. I love this division. I have to be honest with you. And not just because it's great teams, but because some of these teams are going to have their cards pulled, right? And the Cardinals are 3-0. The Rams also 3-0. The Rams now, I think the way Donnie and I have talked about them, which is possibly the NFC's best team, that's starting to feel perhaps like the consensus, and that's what happens when you beat a team like the Bucks. They lay six to Arizona, Donnie. Big total, 54 and a half. It is a big total here, but also when you take a look at like the games of the week, which are like Tampa Bay, New England is nice. I don't know if that's going to be a game of the week because I think Tampa Bay will be able to handle their business. We'll talk about some other games, but when you're looking at a fun game in the NFL at 4 o'clock, Sign me up for this one here. Matthew Stafford, that offense, getting after it versus Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. What a sensational game. Now, I love the fact that we get to talk about these games early in the week and then sort of, you know, as the week goes on, you know, change our outlook, get some injury information. But I have to say, I look at the lines across the board. The FanDuel Sportsbook opened up at five and a half. Now we sit at sixes. I think it's a little too steep. Am, am I missing something here? Because, again, I know that the Rams are a really good football team, and they put away the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. which is no easy feat, and they're going to be at home once again. But if I'm looking from a competitive standpoint here, Kyler Murray, as long as he is healthy, he's going to move the football regardless of what defense we're playing out here. And last week, Kevin, as we broke down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game versus the Rams, the reason why I like the Rams is you had Aaron Donald on defense with a non-mobile quarterback in Tom Brady. That's not the case this week. So when Aaron Donald pushes the pocket up the middle and closes in, he's skedaddle Mm -hmm. out of the pocket either way here with Kyler Murray. It's an interesting game to watch. And also keep an eye on wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. If those ribs are getting better this week, he can have a major impact in this one going head up, probably with Jalen Ramsey. Great football game. Jalen Jalen Ramsey's the best. I love Jalen Ramsey. And the one thing about Ramsey is he's very honest about players in the NFL. One of, like, I don't know, four guys in this league he respects is DeAndre Hopkins. (laughs) I always look forward to their battles. The thing to me about this game, right, the early lines, if you're a Rams backer, I think you have all the time in the world to bet this game. Arizona is not going to seven. And if they will, if they do, it'll be gobbled up immediately and come right back down. Because if this game was seven, it's an easy pick. I love the Rams, but I got to take seven points there with a team as good as the Cardinals. That's what you would hear all week long. I don't think it ever gets there. So Rams betters can be patient, in my opinion, when it comes to this. The total as well. We'll talk Seattle San Fran on the other side. Mm. The total is going to be another really, really interesting one here because you've got now, Donnie, an Arizona team and a Rams team that are both 3-0 and to their, their own team totals. These are squads that are scoring and scoring impressively to start the year. No, they certainly are, and it's a fun matchup here. You have two electric offensive coordinators calling the plays with some dynamite players on both sides. Even though the defense might be good on the Rams, Arizona's scoring. Don't get that twisted. No doubt about it. Again, we'll talk some Niners Seahawks. We've also got Green Bay Pittsburgh to get to and a couple more interesting spots on that week four board. Stick right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. 
Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. So we just talked a little Rams Cardinals here on the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Rideside with you on a Tuesday morning. Let's talk a little Niner Seahawks. I I love games like this. Now it makes it very difficult. Yeah. Makes it very difficult to figure out what you want to do. But you've got a Niners team that again, I think even a low man would say that's a legitimately good football team. Coming off of a home loss to the Green Bay Packers, a tough loss at that. Well, now you say, all right, they're home again. They're not gonna lose back to back games at home. All right, so you think Seattle's going to lose three in a row? You've got Russell Wilson losing three in a row. It's a tough spot here, Donnie. The Niners laid three. Total's 52-and-a-half. Yeah, they are. It is a tough spot. And I'm trying to scroll down here to get a quick report here on Seattle, if I can find it. Because the one thing that I'm worried about here is not so much that Seattle can't go on the road and beat the 49ers, but I need them to be healthy in this game. So if I'm taking a look at the running back position, because leaving early in that game was Chris Carson, I'm interested to see if he comes back. Also, keep in mind, Tyler Lockett a little bit banged up. But the perspective from me, Kevin doesn't come necessarily from the Seattle Seahawks. It's actually the 49ers and what you're getting from them. I thought the Green Bay Packers would go on the road and put up a good fight against the 49ers, cover the three and a half. They actually won outright. Now, it was a miracle. They won in the final 37 seconds, moving downfield and kicking a 50-plus yard field goal to get the W, which was great. I like the San Francisco 49ers overall football team, but I don't think they're as good, Kevin, as the past couple years when they've been healthy. Do I like the defense? It's good. It's not as good as it was in the past. Do I like the offense? It's okay. It's not as good as it was in the past. The dynamic plays that you're expecting out of the run game, Kevin, just aren't there. Mm -hmm. And that was the key signature to the success of the San Francisco 49ers, hitting home runs in the running game. They're down and they're injured so much, Kevin. I just don't see it right now with them. If I'm looking at this football game, getting Seattle, if I can get them at a field goal early in the week, barring injuries, I like where that is headed. But again, looking at the 49ers, should they win? Yes. Are they a better overall football team at home than Seattle and I trust them more? Probably so. But if I'm not getting any explosive run game situations here from the 49ers, which they've relied on, Kevin, over the past couple of years, I don't know if I can take them as a favorite here. The interesting thing for me is this whole deal where the Seahawks fall apart in the second half. We've talked about it a lot on this show. Over 80% of their points scored this season are coming in the first half of football games. And I know that you can just try and chalk it up to adjustments, but the NFL is not that simple. And you look at this Niners team here, Donnie, and you say they're not as good as they've been. And in some respects, okay, maybe, but they were a tremendous Rodgers 30-second drive away from a 3-0 and start and an awesome, awesome victory against the Packers. Seattle, I have a lot more concerns about right now when I look at where that team is. That blown lead against the Titans was a nightmare, and to follow it up by blowing another lead to the Minnesota Vikings is just a bad start. And you know it's funny because Rodgers is going to have this narrative about distractions and wanting out around him every single time anything goes wrong. The same thing is true of Russell Wilson. Well, at least the same situation, maybe not the same conversations, because Russ was rumored to want out at one point. And Russ has done nothing to really quell the idea that he as well might be ready to leave Seattle when this season is over. And with every single loss, Russ leaving is more and more likely. And nothing would lock that in more than a last place finish in this division. 
you talk about the Packers having a lot on the line this year, and they do. But the Seahawks have the same amount, if not more, because at least the Packers could sell their fans on LaFleur being a legitimate NFL head coach, and perhaps Jordan Love is the answer. Seattle would lose Russ, and Pete Carroll would probably not be that far behind, and the rest of the NFC West would have McVay and Shanahan and Kyler Murray all situated for long runs at the top of this division. Not to be dramatic, Donnie, but... Seattle is going to be up against it here, and this week four game is going to matter a lot to their season. Three losses in a row and a one and three start is a difficult hole to climb out of, especially when one NFC West team will be 4-0 to start the year. Yeah, correct. And also, let's take a look at the opening numbers here on the total for this football game between Seattle and San Francisco. Over 50 and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Now has climbed up to 52 and a half here on Tuesday mm. morning. Anticipation of points. But when I look at the explosiveness of the offenses, look, I know Seattle, if you push, I always say this, Kevin, if you push Russell Wilson, that offense can move the football and you can let Russ cook. But if you're more inclined to a slower type of game, which the San Francisco 49ers, the explosive plays, where are they coming from? Okay, I love Debo Samuel. I love George Kittle. We have a quarterback that doesn't seem like he's going to get back there, sling it 45 times and have big air yards, where we used to always rely on, as I keep getting back to the point with the San Francisco 49ers, their running game is an extension of their passing game with big plays. The Raheem Mostert to the world, the Tevin Coleman's consistently breaking long runs. Now we're down to rookie running backs here that are just worried about getting the play right here as opposed to the execution of the play maybe again early in the week i don't know what it is about week four but i'm mm. starting to lean towards an under in this game too whoa i think i agree though the Man. niners i had the over in that sunday night game and i told people i said mm. as long as green bay controls we'll get there because the niners want to play slow football yeah. that decision was taken out of their hands in that game here's another interesting spot the Vikings and the Browns. We talk, This is the perfect game for what we're doing here in terms of where lines are going to move. The Minnesota Vikings are 1-2, and two, but off of a great victory against the Seattle Seahawks. How many times can we say they could easily be 3-0? and oh? Well, another time. They could easily be 3-0. and oh. The other interesting thing about Mike Zimmer is at home, out of conference, or even out of division, he has been automatic against the number free money essentially well in comes a cleveland browns team that is a road favorite of two and a half points donnie this is a fascinating game this week it's a great one. And if we go back to just one week ago, there weren't very many people signing up for the Minnesota Vikings, Kevin, just based on the information. We didn't know if Dalvin Cook was even going to play. He, he didn't play. Mm -hmm. It looked like it didn't matter. Kirk Cousins was a sensation in that game. Now, having said that, Cleveland's bringing a pretty good pass rush that sacked the quarterback nine times last week versus the Chicago Bears. And we do know under pressure, Kirk Cousins, a little bit different than having a lot of time in the pocket. But also keep in mind, let's watch the injury information this week because if we see a line here and we open up at the FanDuel Sportsbook here, Kevin, at minus one, now sitting at two and a half, if this number approaches three and Dalvin Cook is healthy, I don't see any way, shape, or form that you're not looking towards the Minnesota Vikings. Because as we pointed out already on this early season, a couple bounces go their way, Kevin. They're 3-0 and in the season. And maybe you're looking at this completely mm. different if Minnesota's unbeaten playing the Browns at home this weekend. Here's the other, again, the, the side is fascinating, but so is the total, Donnie. What is this Browns defense? First two weeks, not good. Last week, Nine sacks held their opponent to six points. Is that all on Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears? I mean, you, you said this last week, like, man, the totals of 48 used to be high, 49 used to be high. Look at these games that we're going over here. 54 and a half in Los Angeles, 52 and a half in San Fran, 54 and a half in Philly, 50 and a half in Dallas. I mean, this is, and a 53 yeah. and a half here in Minnesota. Just big, monster, monster numbers that you have to try to cipher through as the week goes on. Here's a number you're going to have to cipher through. It's a good one. Denver, a favorite against the Baltimore Ravens. This is probably going to be the KW trap spot of the week where I know it's bad, but I walk on into it. I don't care. This line means if you bet Denver, you fully, fully, fully believe 
and I'm not there yet. I already know, Donnie, I'll be on the Baltimore Ravens. I just don't know if I'm going to be a minus 120 favorite or a plus 120 dog. Exactly, because you're taking a look at last week, right? The Baltimore Ravens should have lost the game against Detroit. That team stinks out here. Keep in mind also, maybe the Calvary is coming back for the Baltimore Ravens this week, being some wide receivers along with about, I don't know, five players on defense that can help your pass rush to try to get after Teddy Bridgewater. I really like what Teddy Bridgewater has done on this season. No surprise out to me, Kevin. But we're taking a look at who have you played for the Denver Broncos? Nobody really Baltimore is going to be a step up. They should be much healthier than they were last week. And also keep in mind, coming off that ridiculous, exciting, unbelievable game where they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, you were due for sort of a letdown, but also how much of a letdown? Hey, you know, catch a pass, Hollywood Brown on the outside. And this game is maybe not so close at the end here where you needed a 66-yarder to win it. But I have to tell you as well, most people are still going to be looking to take the Baltimore Ravens in this game and yet another wide receiver down for the Denver Broncos. Call me crazy. I might be leaning on Lamar Jackson, but this is one of those defenses they really can contain Lamar Jackson, at least on the ground. Like, this is one of those spots I know for a fact I will be unwavering unless there's massive injury news that comes out during the week. I Like, if you believe Denver wins this game, I think that means you are fully all the way in on the Denver Broncos as more than just the playoff team as well and I'm not sure again that's a spot that I'm at just yet one more game I wanted to quickly bring up before we hit the break Donnie Green Bay lays seven to Pittsburgh here totals 45 and a half is this the cut is this let me ask you this more likely seven and a half or six and a half when we break this down Friday Six and a half. I'm going six and a half because I still think there are Pittsburgh backers out there that say, T.J. Watt's going to be back. They can't be as bad as they showed Mm. here, and we don't trust the Green Bay Packers. That's my initial thought process on this game here, Kevin. Yeah. The thing is, seven and a half, right, is is the kind of number you go, all right, I got to take the points. It is what it is and live with it there. But, like, if it gets to six and a half, this is – we talk about teaser games as well, tag team teaser, 3-0 in the year. All of a sudden, the Green Bay Packers just to beat the Steelers, I would be very, very tempting. Does anybody fear Big Ben anymore? Certainly not me. Up next, Major League Baseball. Big games. We'll discuss them all next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Turn the tide here on the Earth of the Mind to Major League Baseball. And we are on our way down the stretch here. And interestingly enough, both the New York Yankees and the Philadelphia Phillies have their most important series of the season 
on deck today. And we're going to talk about both of these and a couple of other spots on the Major League Baseball board. FanDuel Sportsbook right now with make playoff odds that you can also be betting into if you feel strong about perhaps how not just some of the games will play out, but this length of these series. Let's start in Toronto. The Blue Jays host the New York Yankees as minus 130 favorites. A total of nine. Ryu against Tyone. Donnie, the Toronto Blue Jays enter this series sitting one game back of the Boston Red Sox for the second wild card spot. Perhaps more importantly, two back of the New York Yankees. What do you make of Blue Jays Yanks? Yeah, taking a look at this game overall, I mean, you know, Toronto's home, and I saw they expanded the capacity for their home games up to 30,000. You're going to have a great playoff-type atmosphere, which is fantastic. This is what Major League Baseball wanted coming down the stretch here with the anticipated extra wild-card team because the AL East is basically fighting for those final two spots. But if we break it down, Jamison Tyone over the last 30 days, he has a really good XFIP number here, Kevin, 3.29. Now, if we break down what Toronto brings to the table, which is a lot of right-handed batters. If you look at the anticipated lineup tonight, I'm only seeing one, Corey Dickerson, a lefty, who hasn't been all that effective versus right-handed pitching. Why do I bring that up here? Only 48 batters Jamison Tyona's face over the past 30 days. If we look from the left-hand side, only 10 of those, 331 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 375. So in those limited at-bats, lefties are getting the better of Jamison Tyone. Let's flip it over to the righties here, Kevin. 262 weighted on base percentage, which is sensational for a right-hander going up against this Toronto lineup today. A 194 ISO power number, slightly elevated. But the reason why I brought up those matchups is because Jamison Tyone handling his business for his righties. You know what Toronto is going to be bringing to the table tonight? A lot of righties at the plate. Now let's flip it over to the Yankees side and get a good perspective on them. Ryu is a good pitcher, good pedigree guy, 3.50 XFIP over the past month in Major League Baseball. He's faced roughly about 70 batters or so, but get this. He is a left-handed pitcher. Only 12 batters he's faced over the past 30 days are from the left-hand side. He's really handled his business. A 202 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number, Kevin, of zero. But here's the argument for the Yankees mm. tonight as a slight dog. We know they're going to be stacking a lot of right-handed batters in this lineup. Look at Ryu, 59 batters that he's faced over the past 30 days, a 410 weighted on base percentage, and an ISO power number of 345. The Yankees should be able to hit tonight, and I do believe they are a live dog. Both of these teams really need it, so it's not like, hey, one team needs it more than the other. It's nice to get a boost from the hometown crowd in Toronto, but if we're looking just from statistics here at a standpoint, I like the way the Yankees measure up tonight. Now, will it equate to runs? Maybe, maybe not in the playoff atmosphere, but I do think the advantages mm -hmm. lean myself towards a short dog here in the New York Yankees. Ryu's really interesting, Donnie, because he's got four starts this season against the Yankees, 24 innings pitched, and an ERA that is sub two in those games. But just his last two starts, less than five innings of work combined, 12 earned runs absolutely blasted his past couple of outings it'll be interesting to see what Ryu does I also wanted to make the note as Donnie said playoff atmosphere and we've said that about some games earlier but this game is a super super playoff atmosphere to the point where there might be some playoff-esque decisions like pulling a pitcher maybe earlier than you would think and getting the ball to the bullpen if you trust the bullpen strikeout prop betters in terms of over betters beware of situations like that all of a sudden your lead man you know oh, well, i got like at least 20 pitches of room to give there they turn to the bullpen and that can mess you up so keep that in mind we've also got the braves hosting the philadelphia phillies here entering into this series the phils trail the braves in the division by two and a half games, three in the loss column is probably the more important number. Atlanta is a favorite, but only of a minus 122 price as Zach Wheeler goes up against Charlie Morton, Donnie. 
Yeah, the Phillies lost a little bit of steam over the weekend here because you had a chance where the San Diego Padres could have done a little bit of damage against the Atlanta Braves, but it wasn't meant to be. A couple comeback victories they held on Sunday. But also, once again, the crux of the argument, why I didn't think the Philadelphia Phillies would be able to win this division, they pitched a guy on Sunday who I'd never heard of before. And yes, that ended up in a loss to a bad baseball team. That's just what the Phillies do. You need a solid rotation, one through five, to make the playoffs, not Yes, we have two good pitchers. We'll see what we get out of the third, and who knows who's even going to be on the mound for games four and five. So theoretically, you're probably going to need a sweep against the Atlanta Braves. If we take a look at tonight, Morton's been a good pitcher, no question about it. Last 30 days, Kevin XFIP at 4.17, which is right about average. But take a look at his weighted on base percentage and ISO power numbers split between lefties and righties over the past 30 days. 270 to lefties, Kevin, for weighted on base average. 221 to righties. Both ISO power numbers below the .170 marker. He's a good pitcher. The Phillies are going to have to come up big in this baseball game, and they can. Why? Because they have Zach Wheeler on the mound. 3.33 XFIP mm-hmm. number over his past month in Major League Baseball, striking out 27% of the batters that he's faced. And he also is low, weighted on base percentages of 259 to lefties and 266 to righties. Do I want the Philadelphia Phillies to win this game? Well, I cheer the Phillies on. It just seems like you're supposed to sweep the Baltimore Orioles and the Pittsburgh Pirates of the world. So now you're saying, okay, we don't get that done, but let's sweep the Braves on the road in the last week of the season. I just don't see it. Mm. Tonight they'll put up a pretty good effort, but if it's just about a trust factor, I just trust the Atlanta Braves lineup more than I do the Philadelphia Phillies. I think you're going to need a tremendous Zach Wheeler performance, and I think his over strikeout prop have six and a half is a very good look in a way where I just talked about you know beware of a team giving the ball to their bullpen early (laughs) the Phillies might keep him out there even if this game is in extra innings they're going to keep him out there for the length of this game you look at that six and a half number he's gone over in three of his last four outings he's gone over in three of his four meetings against the Atlanta Braves and again this is the kind of performance that Zach Wheeler wants in hit and an ideal world he throws a complete game Over six and a half strikeouts for Wheeler in this game, I think is a very strong look. These are not the only two big games, though, on the Major League Baseball board as it pertains to the playoff race. You've got Seattle and Oakland doing the dance late night, and Seattle has been able to find themselves still within shouting distance here of the wild card spot. Again, if Toronto's in it, how is Seattle not? Just a half game back of those Blue Jays. The Athletics were able to go out there and get a good enough series result to maybe keep themselves in the mix. Probably not. Probably not. But still, they'll play tonight. Oakland, a road favorite, Donnie, at minus 118. Low playoff baseball total of 7.5. Yeah, last stand effort here for Oakland. And here come the Seattle Mariners hitting last night as well. But tonight, I think that momentum stops because as we say in baseball, momentum is only as good as your starting pitcher the very next day. And I don't think he's that good here for Sheffield we're talking about for the Mariners. On the mound over the last 30 days, only 36 batters he's faced. Right-handers getting on base at a clip of 492 with a weighted on base average to the lefty. So you're going to stack a lot of right-handed batters up in that Oakland offense. I think they're going to be able to produce. But take a look from a Seattle side here. Bassett, the righty, will be on the mound. He's been pretty good over the past 30 days. Why? Because, yes, he faced a lot of batters. And sometimes if you're just an average pitcher in baseball, if you remember, getting crushed with that line drive back, an impressive performance, and a feat just coming back into Major League Baseball to try to help his team out down the stretch. We'll see if that pertains, but we're just looking from a right-handed pitcher perspective going up against the Seattle Mariners, Kevin. Take a look at this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read you some ISO power numbers here for that Mariners offense versus righties over the past month. 113.016.095.117.105.037. Only three batters in this lineup versus right-handed pitching over the past month have done any damage. I'm actually looking towards the Oakland Athletics tonight. I think they can get the job done. See, it's going to be an interesting one to follow. Here's another interesting one. St. Louis Cardinals. What is going on, Donnie? They've won 16 games in a row. Their best pitcher is on the mound, and they're underdogs at home. At this point, the books have to basically say, we're going to get you one of these days. And we want you to keep that in St. Louis because they got to lose. This is a preposterous number here based on everything that's been going on for the last two to three weeks. Yeah, correct. And sometimes you just ride the hot hand, but how hot can the hand stay hot? Is this one? Of the, are we going to get into an environment, Kevin, where I always love this one? Hey, look. 
you're an NFL team and you're unbeaten, you're 15-0, and 0, you got to lose week 16 because you need a loss before you enter in the playoffs right. so you know what a loss feels like, which is the most preposterous thing I've ever heard. So I'm pretty sure in the last week of the season, some Cardinals fans are like, hey, we got to break the streak because that's going to be really unlucky if we you know, get into the playoffs and we've won 25 in a row, whatever it's going to be, and we lose in the first round of the playoffs to, let's just say, the Dodgers, which you know wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You're playing one of the better teams in baseball. But I would just keep riding it out. Wayne Wright has been fantastic. This this team is clutch. They're just making plays. And what's the mindset anyway for the Milwaukee Brewers at this point, right? You're looking at this going, they're already in the playoffs. It's not a do mm-hmm. or die situation. The Cardinals are looking to clinch that wild card spot. Mm-hmm. And when they win or two, they'll get that done. Milwaukee is, is already clinched the division. But also, they're already clinched into like their exact spot. Atlanta or Philly can't catch them. They can't catch the NL West leader. They, they're just sat there knowing where they are. Like, yeah, St. Louis is going to be the wild card team, but they still need to do it. Again, this is an interesting spot. Look, I know, and I know Woodruff's been phenomenal, but this almost feels like a spot where the book is like, we're going to get you, whether it takes us 16 tries or 17 tries or 18 tries. You better load up on St. Louis because they need to lose. Donnie, with the uh, amount of time that we have left here, let me ask Mm -hmm. you, circle plays. Where are you looking on the Major League Baseball Tuesday board? You have two things. I'm going to get to the circle plays in a second here, but one quick game here, Kevin. The Padres and the Dodgers here. I told you Mm. when September 10th kicked in, the Padres were nine games above 500. If you want to take a look at these standings right now, those Padres, 78 and 78. I told you they would be 500 or worse. They have the Dodgers on deck. They will be 500 or worse. One of the worst collapses that you're going to see. And it had nothing to do with them, Kevin. It had everything to do with Major League Baseball telling them, ha ha, good luck with the schedule down the stretch. A ridiculous hill to climb. But getting away some of the circle teams today, how about this one? Just talked about the Oakland team total here. I like the way they profile stacking up right-handed bats against Sheffield. Also, the Cincinnati Reds, I think, have a legitimate chance to hit tonight. And how about one of these? Sometimes you got to take bad baseball teams where you see perceived mm. value. And that one is going to be the Pittsburgh Pirates today. So a three-game, three games I'm looking at early on. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Oakland here. We'll see if they can get some damage done tonight from the plate. Not a bad look. Also, Donnie absolutely deserves that victory lap on the Padres. It was easy to see that that team had too hard of a schedule. To predict still that good of a baseball team to finish sub-500, kudos to you, my friend. Also, one more game I did want to mention, Rays-Astros. Tampa, I believe, just one win away from clinching the number one overall spot in the American League. Astros losers of four games in a row entering this series. Had that been four wins in a row, this would be a battle for the top spot in the American League. Instead, this will be a Rays coronation at some point there against the Astros. Taking a break, though, here on the early line. That'll do it for the baseball preview. Make sure you check out In Play Sports tonight with myself and Donnie Wrightside. Following the live board, 7 p.m. Eastern Time Sports Grid Radio. Next, Ariel joins Don to let you know what's coming up on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Last segment of the day today for the early line. Both myself, Tony Whiteside, and Kevin Wall setting the table 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it off over to the morning after. And yes, it is the morning after for me. And my Philadelphia Eagles getting drubbed by the Dallas Cowboys. Let's welcome in Ariel Epstein. How you feeling this morning on a Tuesday? Feeling better than you, Donnie Wrightside. It was not the right side to be on yesterday. Whether you had the Eagles, whether you teased the Eagles, they just did not let any of their backers, no matter what you did with them, no one was happy on the, uh, for Philly. No, certainly not. And I take no solace in saying that I thought the Cowboys would win the football game, hoping desperately I would be wrong. But we'll see what Dak Prescott and the Cowboys wind up. But I got to tell you, like Major League Baseball is going to take center stage here as we fight towards the playoffs to see who's going to get in. But it is Brady week. It is Patriots week from Foxborough. I am really looking forward to this one. And let the hype train begin now, Ariel. The line's already moved in favor of the Bucks. It went from minus five and a half on Sunday night to now sitting at Tuesday morning, minus six and a half Tampa Bay road favorites in Foxborough. Brady did an interview with ESPN where he said, I know exactly what their routine is going to look like. I know how they're going to practice this week. I know what their defense is going to throw at me this week. Brady is talking all the smack. He's going to make Bill Belichick feel dumb, but are we going to look like Bill Belichick is dumb on Sunday? If he could keep that game close, even if the Patriots lose, if the Patriots cover a six and a half point spread, I would be impressed with Mac Jones, the rookie quarterback. And of course that Patriots defense would be the reason why. Uh, it's going to be sensational to watch it play out this week. All the hype surrounding that football game. But also, as I said, Major League playoffs on the horizon. Next Tuesday, they will begin, which means this Sunday is the last game. If I put you on the spot here with the AL East, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox, which two teams do you think actually make it into the playoffs in that wild card? You are killing me. You're the second person this morning to ask me this. I did a radio hit in North Carolina right before your show. Um, I would. My gut says Boston and New York with the game being played in Boston. There you go. Stay tuned for the morning after. Ari Upstein and Ben Stevens got you covered here from 9 to 12 right here on the grid for the early line. We'll see you tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.